1: Hey there, and welcome to RotoWire's NBA DFS podcast for Tuesday, January 24, 2017. Hoops fans, I'm Paul Bruno, and you can know me from my work on hockey, baseball, and football podcasts at RotoWire over the last few years. I have to say, though, that I'm enjoying my first run at, of success with NBA basketball play on FanDuel and these podcasts as well. You can follow me at Statsman22. Joining me on this NBA version of the FanDuel preview podcast is my co host, Dan Bruno. Dan, let our listeners know about your Twitter handle and where to find your work on RotoWire's website.
2: Well, you can follow me on Twitter at dbrunoofficial. that's D-B-R-U-N-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, or you can check out my work in the NBA preview and recap section on the RotoWire website.
1: All right, let's begin by taking a look at tonight's schedule before we get into our picks and pans, Dan. We have a six-game slate. Now, I'll begin with Chicago a two and a half point favorite over Orlando with the over under set at 205 and a half points for that seven o'clock tip follow it up with the LA Clippers a four and a half pick and they're on the second half of a back-to-back in Philadelphia the over under there is set at 203 and a half points for that seven o'clock tip Boston is a one-point favorite with a 2.17 over-under at Washington, a 7 o'clock tip-off, and that's going to be a really fiery affair, I think. There's a lot of uh, preamble going on before that one uh, tips off. Should be a fun one to watch.
2: Yeah, to the extent where uh, the Wizards are apparently going to wear all black to the contest, trying to maybe send some kind of message to the Celtics there. Uh, Let's just hope it doesn't get too crazy. But then again, that's kind of what us fans are in for sometimes. That's why we love hockey so much. You get a fight now and then. <laughs> but <laughs> no, anyway. No fighting
1: in basketball too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you're the uh, Pistons and the Pacers back in the day. Where's Ron our test when you need them? <laughs> but uh, anyway, a little later on. Well, at 7 o'clock, we, we've also got the Spurs visiting Toronto. The Spurs are on the second night of a back to back. They're the three and a half point favorite with a 207.5 over under. Then you got got. Uh, Utah, the Jazz visiting Denver, where the Jazz are on the second night of a back-to-back as well. you got the Nuggets there as a two two two-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 211.5. Then you've got the Timberwolves visiting the Suns at uh, 9 o'clock. Um, the Suns there are the one-point favorite with the over-under at 214
1: all right uh, dan let's get into our position by position breakdown and see if we can help some listeners win big money by playing Fanduel tonight let's take a look uh, to start off uh, the point guard position where we see john wall priced at ten thousand seven hundred dollars which is fourteen hundred more than the next man up eric bledsoe who's been on fire of late at ninety three hundred are you considering a player fade on wall and what do you think about bledsoe
2: well like you mentioned Bloodsoul's been on fire lately and uh, he should give you just about the same if not better production than Wall so for the saving that 1400 bucks I think I'm going to go with Bloodsoul plus as we mentioned Wall is in is going to be heading into that matchup with a lot of gas under that fire and that, that that matchup could explode in any kind of way so you could have Wall ejected you could have somebody ejected you know some it's going to be a volatile contest there so So I think uh, just to keep it safe, I like Eric Bledsoe against Minnesota.
1: Well, then the the opponent on the other side of that equation is in the next grouping. That's Isaiah Thomas. And we're going to look at the tier then from, let's say, uh, from Thomas on down. You ignore Chris Paul, of course, because he's out. So let's go from 9,300 to 8,000 in this range, Dan, and give us your tips on... uh, who you might like between Bledsoe, Thomas, or even Lowry in this range.
2: Well, the thing with Thomas, I'd, I'd I'd be a little less concerned with him being ejected in some way. He's he hasn't really been involved in as much scuffle as somebody like Wall, who almost traded blows with uh, Jay Crowder last time. So I think you have a better chance of Isaiah Thomas staying in the game. You know, he's always gonna gonna bring his all and do most of the scoring for his team. So. Thomas is a is a pretty solid pick at ninety three hundred. Kyle Lowry's coming off a, a really rough game in his last outing uh, where the Raptors fell to Phoenix. So they're they're back home. They're facing San Antonio. San Antonio is a little bit banged up. Um, so Lowry at eighty four hundred might be a little bit of a better value pick. Um, but still probably not your ideal choice at the point guard tonight, just considering he's coming off a really rough game and uh, the Raptors are just a little bit shaky right now. They might get blown out tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I'm worried about that too. You said that there were a host of San Antonio guys out of the lineup, but they were mostly rest circumstances, were they not?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely Kawhi Leonard should be back in the lineup. The, the only guy they're really missing is uh, Pal Gasol. Um, Tony Parker is probably going to be out again. He He's missed the last couple of games, but even in Parker's absence, they still have Patty Mills and... And a couple other solid players to back him up there. So mainly if, you've, if you're going to have Kawhi Leonard and LaMarcus Aldridge in the matchup, that's enough to, to down any team
1: and you know we were looking at ranges here the third there's a drop off from, from this uh, second tier that we highlighted down to 6700 where we see alfred payton he's another guy that might be a very good alternative tonight why don't we take a look at him all the way down to austin rivers at 5400 rivers is also playing some pretty good good, good ball of late so there might be some really good value plays tournament plays here that make a lot of sense then
2: yeah, well, if I'm not if I'm not going to go big on the point guards, and if I were to go big, I think I'd take Bloodsoul. But if I'm going to look a bit lower, I think Alfred Payton is just about a must play, um, given a lot of the injuries to Orlando. Orlando's got a bunch of injuries to their guards. You've got um, DJ Augustine who who's injured, um, Jody Meeks, um, and uh, Evan Fournier, who all suffered injuries. So it leaves a lot of a lot of the. The load to fall on uh, Alfred Payton, and he's been doing a solid job lately. Up against a Chicago team, who his opposing point guard um, matchup is going to be Michael Carter Williams, who has been pretty shaky. I I don't see, I don't have much confidence in Carter Williams to um, be much of a challenge on any night. So I think Alfred Payton is a pretty solid pick for six thousand seven hundred dollars. But then if we look a little bit lower. Austin Rivers is, of course, filling in for Chris Paul, and and he actually led his team last night with uh, 27 points he had. He led his team to a pretty solid win, so Austin Rivers is definitely capable of filling it up for well, 5,400 bucks
1: and I got a couple of other tournament plays I want your opinion on both of these guys Dan Corey Joseph for the Raptors should get a bit of a run tonight because DeMar DeRozan is out of the lineup and the Raptors often go with a two-point guard offense kind of thing with Joseph being the guy that actually brings the ball up court so he could see his assists uh, total juiced up and the minutes that he should get should allow him to score more and maybe get like the odd rebound so it might be a good tournament play at 4,000 bucks also Sergio Rodriguez in a in a Philadelphia offense that's starting to look a little bit more promising than it did earlier in the season
2: well Joseph uh, especially last time he had to to fill in some space for one of uh, Toronto's missing potential all-stars there Kyle Lowry Uh, Joseph absolutely filled it up with career high 33 points and and I usually like any player against his former team as well because I always feel like uh, whether they admit it or not there's a little extra something there that they're trying to trying to prove or trying to show off a bit so, Kyle Lowry, I mean, uh, Corey Joseph's definitely a great value play. A few more great value plays. Chris Dunn had a massive night for uh, Minnesota the other night, filling in for um, Ricky Rubio. The thing is, Rubio Rubio may, may be back in the lineup tonight, so um, if he is, be careful about that. But if he's not, Chris Dunn is a great choice. Um, then you've got Patty Mills, of course. He's going to get some extra time if Tony Parker remains out. Um, And then Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is coming off a really good game the other night uh, where he scored 17 points, um, filling in for Emmanuel Moutier, who's who's out for the Nuggets. It it was Jameer Nelson who got the start, but Jamal Murray was the one who benefited more or did more damage with extra time.
1: Dan let's swing over to the shooting guard position we already talked about DeMar DeRozan being out of the lineup for the Raptors he's the number one guy listed on the board of course he, we don't expect him to play with that ankle injury tonight or even tomorrow he's going to be held out till the all-star break I wonder if he's going to play in that game you can't imagine if he's the starter that he would miss that but uh, that's talk for another day perhaps uh, we'll move down the list and take a look at the next man up there and a few of the guys underneath him how about we take it from Dwayne Wade down to Zach Levine the 6,000 plus crowd there noting that also that Avery Bradley's out of the lineup for Boston with an Achilles issue yeah just just to
2: note I don't think uh DeRozan's going to be sidelined for as long as as up until the all-star break but definitely that next couple couple games for sure but um anyway we've got with Dwayne Wade there coming off a big night Dwayne Wade's been starting off games pretty slow but he seems to have some kind of uh, cold blood in his veins set, saved for crunch time because he comes up with some massive plays. Um, he got a bit lucky with uh, a bailout call the other night on his missed dunk, which, which ultimately led to his team being able to win the game um, at, the, at the expense of Sacramento, who, who put, up, to put up a hard-earned fight there. But uh, as Wade said, sometimes you get eaten by the bear and sometimes you eat the bear. So I guess he's referring to the refs there um where he was the benefit of the call. So Dwayne Wade always comes up big late in the games or he usually does. Um and then you got Bradley Beal who's who's going to be in that heated contest. Um be- Beal is he's a, he's a good choice but again, this contest worries me a little bit just because I feel like somebody's going to get ejected, maybe a couple guys and uh I don't want it to be one of my guys. So uh <laughs> Just Bradley Beal, I think we can find a little bit more value at the shooting guard, um, and and you can look right below him for that value. You got Devin Booker, who's who's been uh, a monster lately for Phoenix. Um, he's a young kid, but he's absolutely getting the job done
1: so uh, you, what you're telling me is there, th- we should tune in if we're hockey fans this might be a good night to tune into a basketball mm-hmm. game I guess I had hockey on my mind with that all-star reference because I know the NHL all-star game is this week I had them crossed up I suppose yeah. let's take a look then at the uh, 5200 and below Evan Fournier is listed as a game time decision there for Orlando against Chicago I don't I don't know if I'd like that matchup under ordinary circumstances anyway so I might shy away from him you might talk me out of it but what do you think about uh, that play and any others below that range of course gary harris is another guy who's a game time decision with denver a reminder might as well be plugged in now that we urge you to come back to rotowire to take a look at the starting lineups right up to tip tip off to find out the status on these gtd uh, guys but who do you like in this range and uh, tournament plays that might shine in your direction uh, in this
2: group well i'm expecting uh to remain out i think that's a safe bet there uh gary harris he should He's most likely going to play. He played in the last game, and he, he did a pretty good job. He didn't look like he was a- uncomfortable by any means. Um, will Barton, if, Har- if Harris to, were to be out, um, if you were to check the lineups, you know, in the last in, uh, coming up to game time and you had Harris in there and you see he's going to be out, you could easily sub him in if you have the extra 200 bucks for, for Will Barton. Will Barton will probably pick up a lot of the slack there. Um, J.J. Redick just because he's right there on the list um i'm not so not so keen on jj reddick without chris paul because uh a lot of his shots come from being set up by the point guard and it's just a different looking team without chris paul a different kind of game um and i, I don't think jj reddick is going to i'm not 100 percent confident that he's going to be able to to match some of his big performances without his point guard there
1: yeah but, i think he's a guy that relies on on nepal to really facilitate for him and without that i i see a bit of a hole in his game too dan so i echo that sentiment
2: yeah because austin rivers filling in rivers is he's more of an offense first kind of guy so he's he's um it's just a different game without chris paul chris paul is obviously one of the best point guards of, of our time right now and uh so without him in the lineup it affects his whole team.
1: All right, then let's look well,
2: for... we've got to, I, hang on, I got a couple good value plays here. So All right, so let's throw
1: them in. Sorry. Without
2: <laughs> with no problem. But without DeRozan, we gotta look at Norman Powell for sure. Yeah, and good pick pa- there. Powell's probably going to get the start if DeRozan's gonna be out Well, we know DeRozan's gonna be out. So if DeRozan uh if Powell gets the start, um, and as long as uh well, one, no, he's going to play. Norman Powell is going to play, and and he's he's a, can be a big game player. He can go off for twenty points for you. He's going to get the rebounds. He's going to get the hustle plays, a couple steals, maybe a block, uh, maybe in a, a few assists. But so Powell's a really nice, really nice pick with DeRozan out if you want to save some money at the shooting guard. Then uh, Dejounte Murray for San Antonio has uh, been getting the starts at point guard with. With uh, Tony Parker out, he didn't have the biggest night last night, but in his previous start, he would, he he had a really great night for for uh, those who picked him. Um, so there's a couple tournament plays at uh, at the shooting guard. Even though Dejounte Murray's a, this is a shooting guard here, he has been starting at the point. Um, and then just to mention, uh, maybe not the best pick tonight because he's going to be on the second night of an, a back to back. But Alec Burks uh, is is starting to make his return for utah he's already played about five games um minutes are solely increasing he's he was coming off a an injury that had him out up until this point in the season but uh last season he he was looking like i would say probably their best player um wow. in, that's including gordon hayward um he wasn't maybe consistently that guy but i definitely see the potential for alec burks to become a huge player for utah so um maybe not tonight because he's on the second night of a back-to-back but look out for him in the near future he his minutes are increasing and he could be a real good value pitch
1: Geez, just like the stock market we get futures values here that's good i like <laughs> it all right uh, let's go to the small forward position where the at the top of the FanDuel duel price list i see Kawhi leonard all alone at ten thousand one hundred dollars he got the night off last night but is he healthy dan and worth a play in tonight's tilt against the Raptors, I know uh, he would. Uh, DeMar DeRozan would love to go head-to-head against this guy, but uh, is Leonard going to be in the lineup, and do you expect him to go off?
2: Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the lineup. I know it says hand here, but uh, it, it was noted somewhere yesterday that he was missing the game for, for mostly rest purposes. He may have a sore hand, but uh, I don't think a sore hand is enough to stop a uh, champion from getting on the court. Um, um. So I th- I'm pretty sure Kawhi Leonard's going to be in the lineup, and if he is, ten thousand dollars though, that's a bit much for him. Um, just because you know, if there is some discomfort going on there, he might not play full minutes. He might not be in top form, um, and also we don't know which way this game's going to go with the Raptors without DeRozan. It could be it could get ugly pretty fast and uh, you know Popovich is always one who loves to give his uh, young guys any minutes that he can to get them in the game, get them going, get them used to the system so Kawhi Leonard with that 10,000 I don't think is, is a great pick not one for me tonight
1: well but, I, I've yeah. heard I've heard you talk about this in the past and, and that's why I might fade him too because I echo your sentiments about San Jose being a team that can run up a score and uh, rest their big players they they do that as often as they can because Pop is really concerned about the minutes on his uh, on his core guys and uh, that's really why he took the time, the opportunity to rest them all completely last night so uh an interesting call uh, on Kawhi leonard awaits those who take a chance i think i'd go cheaper though why don't we take a look at some of the cheaper options and uh note that jimmy butler is a, is the next premium option at 9600 and from there we can also take a look down to the 6400 up range in that group give us your thoughts on butler and the rest of the guys down to 6400 dan
2: well, just first off, quick—you uh, mentioned San Jose there. I think you still got the mind on hockey over here, Antonio. but uh, I, we all—we all know you meant San Antonio. But <laughs> it's just funny because you're consistently uh, focused on the hockey there. But that's no problem. We're up—we know you're up here in uh, in in Toronto, and. Uh, can't blame us for that right
1: that's right with the leafs on fire too it's gonna to be fun at playoff time here i think
2: yeah but uh <laughs> we know are also our nba fans a lot of them might not care too much for that so we'll <laughs> we'll go on here with uh we got jimmy butler gordon hayward andrew wiggins um some pretty good choices there jimmy butler against orlando though i i don't think this game's gonna go too high scoring um the thing is, though, Jimmy, if, if there is any scoring at all, Jimmy Butler is probably going to be the guy to take about 30% of it for Chicago. So he's he's never a bad pick, really. Um, you never know when he's going to go off for 40 points. So Jimmy Butler at 9600 bucks is, is is not a bad deal. But, uh, again, here I see a little bit more value a little bit down the board, especially if you could get Gordon Hayward for, what is that, $2,200 less. I think that's a yeah. That's a pretty reasonable play there. Gordon Hayward at Denver. Denver's a high-scoring team. Um it's going to be an interesting matchup because Denver Denver's a high-scoring team and Utah doesn't allow people to score. Den- Utah's got the lowest points against per game in the league um while Denver is the top four offense. So something's going to have to give there. Um they're playing in Denver. I think that's going to definitely benefit the Nuggets. The Jazz are on the second night of a back-to-back. So you could see the score get run up a bit in this one with the with the Jazz kind of struggling to to keep up with the uh, the pace. Um, so Gordon Hayward might not be a bad pick there at seventy four hundred, and then just a bit below you got Andrew Wiggins at Phoenix, um, which is which is a pretty solid go as well. Phoenix doesn't well. Then again, Phoenix has a P.J. Tucker who can do a heck of a job containing any kind of wing player there. So um andrew wiggins at 7100 in phoenix um even though it's a reasonable price i think i would might stay away from wiggins tonight just because as i mentioned uh pj tucker is a lockdown defender and if he needs to if wiggins starts to show any signs of of going off uh, they're going to lock him down right away and uh you know so, with yeah.
1: wiggins, with wiggins i gotta say dan that that this guy is a really up and down guy in terms of the premium type player he's just not consistent I tend to shy away from him more often than not and look at it his game logs you can see for every 30 point effort that he has in terms of scoring there's another one that's right around the 10 or low teens mark so just too much of a, a variance there from one game to the next that makes me shy away from him more often than not in this price range do you not agree with that
2: yeah, and another problem with him too is uh, he doesn't contribute much in the other columns. Like uh, I remember seeing an article not long ago showing that he, other, he was similar to Kobe Bryant in that fact, in that for the amount of points that he was putting up, he was putting up really low numbers in other areas across the board. Um, you know, which that turned out fine for Kobe, but uh, as as far Kobe was a bit more proficient scorer than Andrew and and. Uh, at this point, for our FanDuel purposes, I've mentioned before, I like to see guys who can contribute in a few more columns than just one because uh, you know, if, if they're going to struggle in one, at least they're going to pick it up in, in another. And that would lead right to the guy right below him, Otto Porter, who's had some fantastic games lately um, scoring-wise. But always Porter keeps it up in the rebounds uh, department. Um, he's going to rebound, he's going to steal, he's going to block. Uh, and he's going to get a few assists there, and then whatever whatever points totals he throws up, he's usually going to get at least 10 or 15, and then if he goes off for 20, 30 you're really talking if you pick auto porter for 6300.
1: That's a great point and it's a reminder that you know know the rules of the games that you're playing and and realize that Rotowire does reward I mean FanDuel does reward you for filling up the whole stats sheet and not just one column so don't be swayed by name recognition on a pure scorer option and uh, do any of the guys in the 52 to 5600 range fit that build uh, Dan for you tonight with this this evening's matchups?
2: Well, fifty-two to fifty-six hundred range. That gives us uh, Aaron Gordon, Wilson Chandler, Robert Covington, Jay Crowder, Danilo Gallinari in this range. I like Wilson Chandler a lot, even though he's not a starter for uh, Denver. He's a real guy who he gets on the boards big time. Hustle player. He takes the ball to the basket uh, a lot more often than not. So, he his shots. Uh, he shoots a pretty decent percentage in that in that sense. So, I, I like Wilson Chandler. Danilo Gallinari's been playing pretty well for for denver too and again high scoring offense here even though they're up against a good defense in in the jazz the jazz are on the second night of a back-to-back they have been playing really well but uh i just think this matchup favors denver a little bit especially since the nuggets have have a, a lot to play for they're they're really trying to hang on to that eighth spot in the in the west and there's a quite a few teams right on their tail so they're gonna they're gonna need to bring it tonight um, and then also I'll just quickly mention Jay Crowder's in that, I was in that, say. yeah, he's in that matchup against, uh, against Washington and he's been right in the thick of these issues, almost exchanging blows with John Wall last time. So, I could see him getting ejected pretty quickly.
1: If he sticks around, though, he's a guy who's been in the 20s consistently in terms of fan-duel play, above his average for the season of late. So if you're betting that they don't drop the gloves, uh, to use hockey parlance, he might be an interesting play if he lasts the whole night in that matchup. What about some value plays down below these guys, Dan? Say in the 5,000 and below... Damari Carroll of the Raptors could see some extra scoring opportunities with DeRozan out of the lineup as a guy I'll highlight, highlight, highlight at the 4,300 range. Terrence Ross, another Raptor at four thousand dollars worth a look if he gets his shooting eye going tonight. But there are other players. PJ Tucker, you mentioned him a couple of times. Might he be a guy that you're on?
2: Yeah, PJ Tucker. Um, he'll, he'll probably get the minutes to to lock down a guy like Wiggins. Um, he's going to get you the rebounds. He's going to get you probably a few assists just as the ball is rotating um he'll probably get you a couple steals so pj tucker is a pretty good choice but i think i can find a little bit more um to go to sped around um across the board there in terms of what they're gonna we're gonna get and and i do like tamari carroll there with the rosen out they're gonna need to look to him the raptors also as you mentioned terrence ross i think he'll get a few extra minutes um and and jeff jeff green here um of orlando even though uh, i'm not too sure how about the over under in this game i'm probably going to bet on the under if anything Um, but jeff green is gonna probably see a few more minutes given some of the injuries to to the other the other guys on his team he's he's coming off a pretty big 35 point fan duel night um two games ago but uh still he's he's above 15 in his last four contests which at 3800 bucks uh, i mean if you get above 15 that's kind of okay um if 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 you're not counting on a huge night from from that value guy but uh but yeah i think uh jeff jeff green definitely has a chance to do some damage tonight too
1: what about at the power four position let's start at the top where we see nikola jokic priced at $9,800 that's a full $2,200 ahead of the next best option Lamarcus aldridge of the spurs does doesn't Aldridge make a lot more sense here, uh, Dan? I mean, and then we also have Blake Griffin, who will make his return to the Clippers lineup. We're hearing to, his cost will be seventy four hundred dollars as the third elite play of the night. Do you like any of these three guys, or do you fade them, Dan, and in, in favor of the cheaper options?
2: Well, I've I've been enjoying talking about Jokic and how he's entered another dimension in terms of his play lately. I don't know, I don't know what the guy has been eating lately, but. Uh, <laughs> He's really he's really hit quite a stride. Um, let's see in his last in his last five games he's got three 50 plus point nights right. in, in the Fanduel column. So I mean well deserving of that price tag. The one problem is though he's up against uh, he's up against a pretty solid front court in, in Utah, especially with Rudy Gobert there. But still Utah on the second night of a back to back. Jokic Jokic is big enough and strong enough to probably to probably um, Outdo those uh, outdo uh, Rudy Gobert down low there. So he might be well deserving of the $9,800 price tag tonight. And if you could fit him in, especially with all the value plays on the board tonight, he might be one to spend a little extra on tonight.
1: And then Aldridge is a guy who fits that mold in San Antonio. They, they get ahead quickly. And uh, I think this is a game where, that they could have well in hand early. Uh, it's a bad matchup for Toronto. And uh, I think he might be victimized by just a lack of playing time. And Griffin, for his part, uh, first game back after an injury. And without the point guard facilitating things there, I think you fade both of those options, Dan, in my opinion. Do you agree or disagree there?
2: um well aldridge at the 7600 i could i could definitely find room to play him in in certain com- in certain line- lineup combinations um just because he's going to get his before um he gets rested if if that were to be the case and if not um he's he's a veteran player against a couple younger guys in the raptors front court He'll probably be faced up against uh Valanciunas and noguer there um those guys are pretty solid down low but i think aldridge would be able to do some decent damage against them um so for 7600 again it's kind of like depends how you're going to structure the rest of your lineup where you're going to find the value plays and if and then if you want to be a little bit more let's say careless with your spending in other places he might be somebody i might just splurge on in 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 that sense but and then as you mentioned with blake griffin I think I would fade him tonight. Even though he's going to come out with a fire in his in his belly, he's going to want to play. He's going to want to tear it up. Um, I don't know if that is going to work to his advantage or not. I, I feel like he's kind of a player that can go out of can be out of control sometimes, turnover prone, um, and especially against a Philly team that has just been has been really hot lately um, with some decent front court players there. Um, Griffin on his first game back, uh, I think I'm fading him for sure.
1: And uh, the, a lot will hap- depend on the center situation on the other side. We'll get to that in a minute. But why don't we continue with this group and look at Markeith Morris priced at 6400 down to Kenneth Farid at 5000 There's some bangers in here who might be worth a play, aren't there?
2: Yeah. Um, Markeith Morris has been pretty solid for Washington lately. Um, th- He's he's a little bit more mobile than some of uh, Boston's front court players, so I think he might be able to take advantage of that. Step outside, hit hit a couple threes, take some guys off the dribble. But uh, still, I'm I'm probably not going to look at him tonight. I, I like more I like Ersan Ilyasova, six thousand. I mean that's that's one of his higher price tags of the season, but it's well deserved. Um, facing a Clippers team like like we've been talking about, it might be a little bit disorganized, um, and also they're in Philly too. Where the home crowd advantage is really starting to uh, really starting to take place, take effect as uh, Joel Embiid has got everybody hyped, and and a few big wins lately have certainly got that crowd ready to explode. So I think um, the Philly home court is one to consider tonight for sure. Um, and then and then definitely I think one of the must plays here in this section is David Lee, fifty one hundred dollars starting. Uh, he started last few games in place of Paul Gasol, and he'll likely continue that role Um, and he's been doing a a pretty good job he's coming off a second night of a back-to-back I think he had 27 fan duel points last night and uh, I could see him doing a little more than that tonight against uh, Toronto,
1: and that's a pretty good spike over what we've seen from him in the season. His average Fanduel play is sixteen points, so he's really punching above his weight. To borrow another parlance for another sport, uh, let's take a look at the value plays here, Dan, from uh, say Kenneth farid and on down into into the nether regions below five thousand dollars. Are there any players in this grouping that you like that includes the likes of Derek Favors, Maurice Spikes, Dario Saric, and on and on below?
2: Well, Kenneth Fareed just because he's a top guy in in this section that we're we're looking at, um, I fade him because he's uh, he's a guy. Again, he can come up with a, a good night now and then, but then he'll absolutely go missing. He'll he'll play 25 minutes and record two rebounds in a game, which <laughs> is just unbelievable. I don't understand. I think the guy I thought he had a lot more potential to be a consistent like go to player um, on both ends of the floor, but but this season he's just been very up and down and, and even for five thousand dollars i would fade him because i i don't like the chances i don't like the, the the chance the risk that's associated with him and him going missing um Taj gibson against a uh, a busy front court in orlando uh, i don't think there's much room for Taj gibson to to have a huge game but uh, i always like him as a pick for 4700 he's one of the more stable guys he's going to be in the game and Chicago relies on him to do his job there. But in terms of some real value picks, um, we might want to consider Jared Sollinger, who's starting to come back to life for Toronto. He's had a he had a he's looking pretty rusty in his first couple games, but steady increase in his numbers so far. He's still around 15 minutes a game, which is not very much. But um, the Raptors have had a day off, so he's going to be rested and. Um, it might be a game where he, he gets a little bit of he gets it going maybe finally you know uh, after having you know shaking off the rust maybe tonight's the night that Solinger kind of kind of wakes up a bit but um, in that area then as well for in terms of value plays uh, I don't really see too much here other than a guy like maybe Solinger Lee um, Dario Saric though and New Orleans Noel for Philly again they could uh, benefit a lot from their home court and depending on what's going on with Joel Embiid how well he's feeling how many minutes he's going to play Dario Sarch or Nerlens St. Noel are probably pretty good value picks here at four thousand dollars
1: yeah the note on Embiid says he's going to miss Tuesday's game as well as Wednesday's games that's what we have on on uh, the FanDuel website at the moment in terms Mm -hmm. of updated information. You can check back with Rotowire because our guys, we have a crack team that's all over this stuff. Why don't we take a look at the centers and leave Embiid out of the mix for the moment and we'll consider the top end of the board there and and on down. Why don't we take a look then at Carl Anthony Downs all alone at $10,500. Are you playing the big man or are you fading him at that price?
2: Well, I'm definitely not going to say to fade him i don't know if i'll play him but uh the price is definitely well justified carl anthony towns is is a monster in, in uh nba dfs i think he's coming off a 62 point night if i'm not mistaken and uh, uh 60 60.9 point night and and 58.9 the night before that he's probably averaging about 50 Fanduel points per game over his last about eight or nine games and wow. uh He's he's really the man over there in Minnesota. He's let everybody know that he's let everybody know he's up to the task. And it looks like their offense runs through them, or should run through them. Watching them, I just get upset when it doesn't go to him. When the when <laughs> when the ball when he doesn't touch the ball in a possession, it's it's an absolute travesty. It just doesn't make any sense. No one else on that team is is coming close to the efficiency and 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 the production that he's coming up to. So I think Karl-Anthony Towns um, should should dominate the game for Minnesota on their box score and uh, up against Phoenix. He's up against Tyson Chandler, but not too much else. No one else there can really, even Chandler doesn't really have the mobility to keep up with Karl-Anthony Towns. Uh, Towns, he's got the strength, the speed, he's got the range. So I see him outplaying everybody on the court in tonight's matchup.
1: What about uh, further down that range? I mentioned Embiid with his injury issues. We'll go down to the $7,300 price tag in Al Horford. Are you recommending any one of these guys as a viable alternative if you don't want to spend up to the Carl Anthony Towns level? Well,
2: DeAndre Jordan, um, is, is uh, he's been having a couple huge games lately. He's had a couple a couple huge games lately. But uh, the thing is, at Philly, um against a busy front court even with noel out you still have nurland's uh, or even with Embiid out you still have nurland's noel um if Jalil okafor is going to get the start there which he probably will if with Embiid out okafor is another solid defender another big guy um so deandre Jordan's going to have a few big bodies in his way um before he throws down any alley-oops tonight and um with i find that's where most of his scoring comes from with you know passes leading to direct lanes to the basket and and again it's just not the same without chris paul there to facilitate that even though jordan had a massive night in the first game with without chris paul uh i don't see that being a sustainable a sustainable thing to rely on so i think i'm fading jordan tonight for sure and i would even take a guy like um looking down the board chandler valentunas but we'll get to them um rudy gobert at denver uh, Gobert is solid, he's definitely getting the job done but again, against Denver, in Denver second night of a back-to-back um, Denver's got a pretty deep um, front court you got Jokic, Nurkic, you got got uh, Farid um, Wilson Chandler fills in in the front court and he's more than capable of stealing some rebounds away so I think Denver, I think Rudy Gobert against Denver's not the greatest pick either. Al Horford against Washington, against Marcin Gortat, um Seventy three hundred dollars. Again, this would be the kind of pick I would take if I, if I had put together a, a satisfactory lineup and and happened to have more cash than I had planned to at the end. Maybe I throw in Horford, but uh, I think I definitely at the center position. I'm either going to look at Towns or something more along the value lines.
1: All right, taking a look at taking a look at the value lines. Let's drop down a little bit into the range from sixty six hundred and Nikola Vucevic down to Marcin Gortat at fifty seven hundred dollars couple of quality names there and there's a few more in between that might be worth a look i think is what you're telling us
2: yeah um vucevic is nice because he's a he's a versatile player he can step out extend the range get you some rebounds some assists um but again down the board i think we have some better choices tyson chandler might be somebody that i at phoenix against minnesota i don't think i would go with chandler either just because uh the mismatch there with towns yeah, he's he's going to be so busy with Towns that uh, I have a feeling maybe Phoenix might go with some other options to try and match Towns Towns's uh, versatility on on the floor. So I'm looking at maybe even a guy like Valanciunas up against San Antonio. He he knows that matchup. He's familiar with it by now, and uh, he's had some pretty good games against them in the past too. So I think Jonas, uh, especially without Demar, is going to have to be more like a second option tonight. Right. And he's he's going to have to play up to the competition. And I think he's he's been playing very good lately. So for fifty eight hundred bucks, that's a pretty good value pick at the center position. Um, another good value pick at the center position is uh, the Raptors' other front court guy there, Lucas Noguera who's comes in at 3800 bucks but has had some really good nights lately and is actually um, in the top 10 in the league in blocks per game so there's there's a few times when he gets 3 4 or 5 blocks a game which really adds up quick in FanDuel he's he he had 25 FanDuel points in his last game um, but he missed the two before that with uh, potential concussion protocol but he seems all good to go um, and and he's really a surprise player he he really can has good hands, he dunks the ball with ease. Uh, with ease, he's got long arms, he grabs up rebounds, gets the blocks, um, and he, he's even extended the range with a few threes lately. So, Lucas Nogueira could have a really good time tonight, especially with uh, Pau Gasol out too. Takes away a lot of the size in San Antonio's front court, they're filling him in with David Lee. Um, and then, other than that, I think they've got Davis Bertens, he's a seven footer, but um definitely someone Noguera can outplay so he, Noguera is probably going to be the tallest guy on the court tonight and uh he might take advantage of that big time
1: what about a guy like a Kelly Olenek you mentioned a guy a big men who kind of like to draw their opposite numbers out to, toward the top of the key Olenek's got a pretty good outside game he's kind of a feast or famine guy shooting wise though but I wonder how he would fare in that kind of a situation again against a Marcin Gortat
2: well I think Olenek uh he, he'll do fine but uh in terms of value in terms of our fan duel plays i i don't see any good reason to take olenic over a guy like noguera if you were going to be in this price range noguera even comes in at 300 dollars cheaper um and they're they're averaging about the same fan duel points per game but with patrick patterson still out for the raptors um assuming he's still going to be out tonight we haven't heard any update on that with noguera in that starting position i think uh he would be an absolute must pick over Olenek there.
1: What about the NBA optimizer, Dan? Uh, I'd like to take a look at that lineup. Maybe I'll take us through that today sure. and take a look at tonight's picks for what Rotowire has to say. So let's take a look and see what Rotowire spits out. This is a tool that we use to form our lineups. And here's what it says. We've got Alfred Payton and uh, TJ McConnell at the points. They're priced at sixty-seven hundred and fifty-five hundred, respectively. Then we got Dwayne Wade and DeJuante Murray. You highlighted him. That's an interesting call. 7,000 and respectively. So your guy's in there. Gordon Hayward and the enigmatic Andrew Wiggins are in at the small forward position for 7,400 and 7,100 respectively. Blake Griffin, who's a game time decision, but all indications are that he's a go, is a $7,400 pick. And then Derek Favors is par- paired with him for utah in that matchup against denver he's a price that's 4,500 and they got carl anthony townsville a number of the guys that you mentioned are in the lineup tonight do you think that's a pretty solid looking lineup uh, hearing it for the first time
2: um yeah i do except for blake griffin so what i've gone ahead and done is i've opened the optimizer tool here for myself and and as we have the option with the optimizer you can exclude certain players and lock certain players in so i was pretty cool with the lineup that that it spat out the first time except griffin so i excluded him and i refreshed the lineup so just for the heck of it for comparison purposes why don't i just tell you what it's refreshed to here because obviously when we get rid of one player um it and you refresh the tool it shakes the whole thing up because it allows for some different pricing elsewhere so without blake griffin the lineup optimizer gives us john wall tj mcconnell dwayne wade Dejounte murray andrew wiggins Aaron Gordon, David Lee, Derek Favors, and Carl Towns. So, pretty similar lineup there. Um, I think it added Aaron Gordon in. Um, it added John Wall, too. Yeah. Um, so, so, you
1: highlight the versatility. That's a, that's a yeah, very interesting so, aspect of the RotoWire's yeah, flexibility. So,
2: really handy, really interesting. And you can actually even generate four more lineups and then compare them all against each other and see what you like and see. If anything, it can give you some, some good ideas.
1: Right. And then uh, I want your opinion on, uh, we got the All-Star game coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, not this week like the NHL one. I'll get that straight. Uh, Chris Paul beat out Russell Westbrook in the East. And uh, I think you can make a good case for Isaiah Thomas over Kyrie Irving, who was selected in the, in, the, sorry, in the West, that was Westbrook and Paul. In the East, it was Thomas over Irving. Do you have any issue with either of those picks, Dan?
2: Um the thing is Westbrook absolutely deserves to be an all-star starter. Um Are you sure Chris Paul was a starter there or was it
1: No, was, I'm saying sorry. Chris Paul. Uh he, it looks like he was he beat out Russell, Russell Westbrook in the voting. That's what that's what we showed. Um but Isaiah Thomas lost out to Kyrie Irving for sure. And uh I wonder what we think about that particular pairing.
2: Um well definitely Isaiah Thomas absolutely deserving um, of being an All Star, but when it comes down to being an All Star starter, um, they they said the tiebreaker came between him and DeRozan, um, and and I think DeRozan just because of their their play in the standings for sure, their place in the standings with the Raptors ahead, I think uh, that uh, Thomas uh, DeRozan is well deserving that spot. But like you mentioned, Kyrie Irving, I. Uh, I think Kyrie Irving, again, because of the standings, he got the edge because he, he's his team's number one. But if, if Thomas was to take over anybody's spot in the, stand, in the All-Star starting, I think it should, should have been Kyrie Irving, not to take away anything from Irving's, Irving's game. He's a great player and everything like that. But just uh, they're both point guards, um, and Thomas has just been the more spectacular of the two so far this season. So I think um, the All-Star selections are pretty good to me. Um, if we just run through them, you, the the East is starting Johnny uh, Santa Antetokounmpo, absolutely deserving. Jimmy Butler, again, absolutely deserving. LeBron James, what can you say about that? DeMar DeRozan, again, um, absolutely deserving. Uh, one of the top five or six scorers in the league, leading his team to second place in the East. And then Kyrie Irving, if there was anybody to make a case for Thomas taking over his spot, I think Thomas would have to sub in for Irving there, but that's not up to us. Um, and then and then again, in, in, the, in the West, uh, this, Chris Paul's not a starter in the West. Okay. It's actually uh, James Harden, Stephen Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis. And um, I think Stephen Curry won a bit of a popularity contest there um, because I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's mind in the world, or at least there shouldn't be, that Westbrook has been the more amazing player of the two this season. You can't really make a place, uh, make a case for taking James Harden out because Harden is leading his team, triple-double machine. Um, none of the other guys, too. Leonard has been insane. Kevin Durant has been very good. Anthony Davis, also very good on, on a pretty bad team. He's, well, not, not a bad team, but a, a struggling team. He's, he's the main guy. Um, so Stephen Curry there, I really think Westbrook deserved the starting spot over Stephen Curry there. But again, obviously, it's a bit of a popularity contest, too.
1: So there you go, everybody. That's our look at the Fan Bu- FanDuel NBA version for this Tuesday, January 24th. We want to encourage you to have all the fun on the menu of options that FanDuel does afford. We hope we've given you some good ideas. For Dan Bruno, who you can follow at dbrunoofficial. I'm Paul Bruno, reminding you to follow me at Statsman22. Good luck with your FanDuel plays to all our listeners from Rotowire.